Thank you, worship team. God, we just come before you, Lord, and... um, Just pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation over us, Lord. God, I thank you for what you're doing right here in this house of prayer. Lord, that you are birthing something even in this time. That this little room is like a womb. And you are, um, you are birthing your kingdom in some small way in, in and through this room. And in you, God, we live and move and have our being. Lord, apart from you, we can do nothing. We have nothing. We are nothing. Zero. But in you, all things are possible. So God, we thank you, Lord, for establishing a place, Lord, right here. Lord, you established it. You caused it to be. And Lord, we just give you thanks, Lord, and we keep saying yes to you, God. Yes to your vision, to your heart, for this room, for this region, whatever that looks like, however you want to use us. Lord, we want to be at your disposal completely. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to share a testimony. Um, And I believe it's, hopefully will encourage your heart as it did mine. Um, So, some time ago when we were at Good News, uh, well, even before that, let me just go back even a little further. I was driving with Josiah and Jim to Sacramento one weekend as we go up there and many times so into the prayer movement up there. So we're driving in Josiah's car and Josiah has old IHOP, our IHOP CDs, IHOP East Bay. That's who he started as. And um, I don't know where he just got these, we have so many random recordings at our house from the the olden days. (laughs) So, um, anyways, one of the CDs on his dashboard was five-year anniversary of IHOPY's Bay. Um, we had a celebration. Corey Russell came to speak that night, yeah. and um, we were rolling five years in. We, we had momentum. 
And anyway, so this was the worship CD from that night. And we're like, oh, five-year anniversary, let's put that one in. We put it in, <laughs> we listen to the whole thing, and we start to remember the night, and we're like, oh, Corey was there that night. Yeah, Corey was there. I wonder what Corey said. <laughs> like we're trying to remember, you know? Maybe Corey's message is on this CD, you know? The worship's here, maybe the message is too. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just the worship. So we get to the end of the worship, we're like, that was, what a night. What an awesome night of worship. Joanne Lee leading worship that night. She used to be in our prayer rooms, fiery Korean worship leader. <laughs> and um, so we had fun listening to that. And then what was more interesting is like six months prior to that drive, um, Deb had handed me a CD to listen to, and it was a message from some time ago in our prayer room. She gave it to me, and I'm like, okay. I stuck it in my CD player in my car, and it was Corey, and I never listened to it. It was just in there because every time Corey would come on, I would press pause <laughs> because I didn't want to hear a sermon right then. <laughs> and so it was in my car for like six months. And I didn't even know what it was. I just knew Corey's preaching. I'll listen to it sometime. <laughs> Not today. Pause. <laughs> anyway, so after that drive where we had listened to the worship, I come back the very next day. I'm driving to the prayer room. Corey comes on again, my CD player. I start listening to it. And lo and behold, it's the five-year anniversary message. I did not know it was the five-year anniversary message. And I'm like, wow, this, this is the five-year This is what we wanted to hear. This has been sitting in my car for six months. But I never listened to it. <laughs> so I started to re-listen to it. And he started to speak. And I went into a travail in the spirit. Like a deep, deep travail in the spirit. Like the Holy uh, Spirit was highlighting this word right now. <laughs> and I wailed all the way to the prayer room while I was trying to drive. Just undone. And um, one of the things Corey said in that message that I want to highlight which, I, which none of us understood when he said this. None of us understood what he was talking about. He said, we're in seven years of plenty, but seven years of famine are coming. He said that prophetically that night. And, you know, none of us knew what in the world that meant. And we were all like, what does that mean? Is there going to be, you know, whatever. We were all guessing what that might mean. So, um, this September is our 14-year mark from the time we were birthed, September 18th. Um, and as, you, as we look back, we can see from hindsight, gives you more of a view of what's going on. We had seven years at Parkway almost seven years, almost exactly seven years, seven years of plenty. Mm -hmm. 
we, and, and this was, this goes bigger to the whole prayer movement, but I'm speaking for our house, but we had seven years of plenty. It was like, whatever we needed, we got it. Jim would say I could spit on the ground and people would give me money, whatever it was. I mean, we had crazy provision in those days and people and resources and people gathering to it and all kinds of Holy Spirit activity. Um, Seven years of plenty. Like, it happened. We went 24-5 for three and a half years. There's very few prayer rooms in the United States that have done that. Very few. Atlanta, Kansas City. Kirk Bennett had one that went around the clock for a while. Orlando went around the clock for a little while. Not that long. But um, it was a sign and a wonder that we went 24-5 for three and a half years. So seven years of plenty. Then we moved to East Bay Foursquare and that began the seven years of famine. Because for the next seven years after that move, that, de- that move was a demarcation. After that move, it was pruning, difficulty, moving several times, losing people, more pruning, more uh, discipline to our own souls from the Lord, holy discipline, Um, difficulty, but continuing to pray. Much difficulty, but continuing to pray. (laughs) We went from having a lot like that was provided for us at Parkway. We Literally, um, when we came to Parkway, originally all I had was a piano. We got the sound system, the chairs, everything, everything in there was IHOP East Bay. When we moved to East Bay Foursquare, we left it all with Parkway. We didn't need it anymore. We were going to the church that had everything. So when we got kicked out of East Bay Foursquare, which... They did kick us out, but we went with a good attitude, (laughs) and we're still friends. (laughs) But they just realized, you know, this isn't working for us. And we kind of knew, kind of knew, we could tell you 20 reasons why it wouldn't work before we started, but the Lord still said to go. So we weren't overly surprised. It just, of course, yes, this is not working. You need to do prayer your own way so your people come. So... When we moved out of there and landed in Livermore in an empty white room just down the road from here, God provided that. Thank you, Lord. We had nothing. We borrowed 20 white chairs. We set them up. We had no music stands. Jim spread out his music sheets on the floor, picked up a guitar, and started to pray. And we couldn't be loud. So don't plug anything in. And don't play that keyboard after 8 in the morning, only guitar, because it's too loud. And you better shut it down at 10 o'clock. So, famine. People moved on. The Lord moved people on. 
And we went through, you know, several other moves. We got kicked out of that place in Livermore soon after that. We had to be out in five days. Not by anything we did. Just happened. You know? So, seven years of famine. So, the other day, um, Elizabeth Folgero, who's on our board, a very prophetic woman, very interestingly, she sends Jim a text. She doesn't know about Corey Russell's word, or if she, I highly doubt she does. <laughs> Anyways, she sends him this text. She said, do you realize yesterday, which, was, which when she wrote this yesterday was August 5th, do you realize yesterday marks the seventh anniversary of you prayerfully deciding to go follow the Lord with your tent deeper into the wilderness by leaving Parkway for East Bay Fellowship? Seven years ago on August 5th, as you did that, I was worshiping in German woods and farm fields, spontaneously declaring the new song to the Holy Spirit that became, You Are Welcome Here. Seven years later, East Bay Prayer Furnace finally has its own space and is no longer wandering, and our reach, the circle of the region covered by prayer and worship, has expanded as, again, you expanded your tent for him deeper in the wilderness to dig a well for him so the land can come into flourish, produce a harvest, She also goes on to talk about what's happening in her ministry that's coming into a broader place as well. Um, She's saying the tapestry he is weaving is beautiful and perfect. All that to say, keep going. And I love that he enabled you to finish the book on this anniversary. Okay, so Jim wrote a book. And on August 5th, the book is called Cultivating Enjoyable Prayer. And he's been working on it for some time, but was kind of in a stalled out place for a few months. Had, had, just didn't have anything, no motivation, right? But with the banquet, dessert banquet coming up, the Lord just fired him up to finish this book. So he wrote four chapters, you know, finished it, right? And, we, and the idea was we wanted to have this book printed up for this dessert banquet coming up Friday the 16th. So I knew we got to get this thing done because it takes a while to print it and have it mailed, right? So August 5th, Jim and I are FaceTiming. I'm helping him get through these self-publishing steps because I've done it before. I'm helping him get through all these steps so that this book can be printed and mailed to us. And I'm like, we have to get this done tonight. He's like, Amy, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of looking at this because he had been editing it like all day. Wow. He's like, I can't even look at this anymore. I'm like, he goes, I'll just, I'll just call you back later. I'm like, no, no, you have to get this done today. <laughs> I said, I'm not hanging up. We're going to work through this, you know. So we stayed up late and just got that thing ordered. A miracle. Like, that is a miracle. I can't tell you how big of a miracle that is. That that thing got ordered. Boom, we pressed the button and ordered 
62 copies for Isaiah 62. <laughs> and so later we ordered a few more because we're thinking that's probably not going to be enough. But um, so that date, I think the Lord in that text that Elizabeth sent us, because she was so specific and remembered that and had the Lord, the Lord had her remember that. Who remembers that? Like, how did she remember August 5th? I was in Germany worshiping in the woods and you were doing this, you know? Only the Lord gives you those kind of memories. Because why would that be highlighted, you know? Yeah. So I think the Lord specifically had her send that text to tell us. And it was the same day that Jim, that we pressed print for this book. Exactly the same day. I think the Lord was speaking about the seven years of famine are over. It's over. It's done. You're at the end of it. It's done. I know it looks bleak right now. Like it looks bleak at times. I go up and I pray with Jim up in Sacramento. Sometimes it's he and Leslie and Zach. You know, it looks bleak. Like, where is all the people who want to pray? You know? It's okay. The Lord will call them. We're at the end of the seven years of famine. It is like, it looks bleak at the end of a famine. There is nothing flourishing at the end of a famine. It looks so bleak. You think, can this land live again? You know, all you see is desert. Everything died. People are hungry, right? Okay, I have noticed this, that there is a fresh increase in hunger. At least I've noticed that in me, and I think I've felt it in some others around me. (laughs) A fresh increase in hunger, right? The end of the famine. Famine produces hunger, and hunger drives you. Like hunger, hunger will drive you. Like I'm gonna, I have to do something about this. I can no longer sit back on my laurels. I have to do something about this hunger. Spiritual hunger is the same way, you know. Spiritual hunger will move God's people to do what they need to do. So we are at the end of the of the famine, and I think the Lord, you know, gave Elizabeth that prophetic text. For that purpose, to let us know it's over. So, with that in mind, I'm, and, you know, like I told you on the other staff meeting, I had my Zechariah chapter 4 birthday, 55. Grace, grace to the mountain of human obstacles. It's a breakthrough year. I'm claiming it for myself and for this ministry and for everyone else that needs a breakthrough. Whoever needs a breakthrough, I'm like, it's happening. This year, let's press in for it. This is a time for breakthrough. This is a time to see God's spirit move like in power. So we, I mean, it is time to get in faith right now. This is why he's giving us this word right now. So even if it looks bleak, we start prophesying. Rain, trees, flourish, you know. The land to turn green again, right? We prophesy that. 
Tomorrow it might still look bleak, but in a minute we see some tender shoots coming up. <laughs> in a minute we see some more rain happening. In a minute there's some more hungry people coming around because they're so hungry at the end of this famine. You know, almost every church I know of, even local churches, they have diminished. I hear people going to church. Where'd everybody go? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, there's going to be a fresh wind of his spirit. God's going to do what only he can do. We can't twist people's arm into this thing. You know? But we can prophesy. And we can pray. And we can see God water the land and bring the hungry. And we can start to see those tender shoots come up. And flourishing to happen again. So it's a new season. We can start believing that right now. Yes. And I feel like if you're at the end of yourself in so many situations, which a lot of people in this prayer room are at the end of this, that, or the other thing, you know, trials, yeah. ongoing trials, ongoing difficulty. When is this ever going to end, right? Mm-hmm. Now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now. Now is the time it's ending. Yes. Not to say we're not ever going to have another trial. I'm not saying that. But this season is over. We're going into a new season. Lord, help us, you know? Now's the time to stand in faith like never before. Prophesy, believe, and know that we know. Know that we know. So, Lord, we just thank you for this incredible word, Lord, that you allowed us to understand Corey's word, from so long ago that you gave Elizabeth this prophetic text, that you highlighted that specific word through travailing prayer, Lord, when I didn't even want to listen to that CD, and you worked it so that I would listen to it and come into agreement with it and understand something of what you were speaking. So, Lord, I want to thank you for that. I thank you for the demarcation, for letting us know. I thank you for the demarcation of just saying, this season is over. Yes. Yes, it's been so difficult. Famine is not easy. Seven years of famine that happened in the Bible after the seven years of plenty so took over that the dream was like the health, the unhealthy cows ate the healthy cows, right? And it just, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, it's like, this is bad. Yeah. So Lord, thank you that we are at the end of this season. Yes, and yet, what's worked in us in the place of famine is a work of God. It's a work of God. It's a work of the Holy Spirit that we continue in the place of famine. That we continue in our assignment during the famine. It's a work of the Lord that is digging something so much deeper that we could never get any other way. So Lord, we thank you for what you did in the famine years. 
Oh, it's by your great love in your heart that you you let us have the famine years, yes. Lord. Yeah. Because that purges yes, everything Jesus. out of us, Lord. Yes. It just thank it you. purges it. Thank you. It's like, thank why you. are we doing this? If we're not doing this for you, we're out. It purges every kind of selfish ambition. Yes. You can't have selfish ambition anymore once the Lord has squeezed that out of you in the famine years. Thank you. You purge us of all this stuff, Lord. Thank you, Where we come to the end, where we're like, truly, the Lord is the one who builds the house of prayer, and there is no other. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord, period. Lord, apart from you, it is impossible to build this. So thank you, Lord, for the famine years. Thank you that the famine years are over. For now. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. You're so kind. I pray that you would encourage our hearts with this word, Lord. Encourage our hearts with this word and that we would begin to see in faith and prophesy yes. the next season. Mm -hmm. Let us begin to see in faith and prophesy into being the next season. Pray it into being. I'll just end with this. Here's a testimony to go with this. And I believe it goes with this. There's a new season coming. There's a girl named Rachel who sings with Jim up in Sacramento. Her family is awesome. They love the house of prayer. They're going to be involved. And they come to the gatherings up there. And Rachel's a young adult. has a beautiful voice. And... Um, is learning the harp and bowl model, is up there singing with Jim. <laughs> so sweet. And she's a worship leader at a, I think, a pretty big church. She's, she's really good. She's a worship leader. And um, this church has asked her to do like a paid internship with them because... They want her, you know? They want her to stay around, I'm sure. But she came to Jim and she said, you know, they're asking me to do this. She goes, but I want to be an intern with you. <laughs> Jesus. She goes, they don't have what I'm looking for, but you have what I'm looking for. How crazy is that? Because Jim has nothing to offer her except for what the Lord's put in him, which is holy. <laughs> you know? She's looking at an empty room. She's looking at the famine. And she's saying, I'm going with you. What a testimony. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for that. God, mark. thank you for marking her and her family. And mark them even more, Lord, for this next season. Okay, in Jesus' name, amen.